welcome to International Natives. I'm your host Akila. The idea of this podcast is to give you an initial insight into the cultural behavior and corporate culture of a country. My hope is that you will be able to use this information as a support tool to communicate with your international colleagues or business partners or when you visit abroad. I believe that understanding our own cultural behavior is key. to detecting the differences between cultures and also to avoid misunderstandings so for this reason we all carry a cultural baggage from our own background and it is very important that we are open to understanding a new culture today we are going to talk about experience in china roop moved to china to support his work and uh, he will talk to us about his experience and uh, how it was working in china traveling around china and uh, what he could gain out of this experience welcome to the show roop thank you akila hi hello everyone when you first got to know that you need to move to china so what were your initial impressions or what was running in your mind i was quite young when uh, i was asked to work on an assignment in china this was back in 2010 the second half of 2010 um i didn't know much about china to be honest that how the demography is or how the people are whatever knowledge i had was basically from movies and watching a few tv shows so uh, i wouldn't say i had a lot of concern because um, that was not my first travel outside my home country i had been to europe before that however this was completely different and i knew it um i knew that there would be a challenge of the language for example because that was pretty uh, common and then also i heard a lot of concerns from my other friends about food to be honest i was not really concerned about it because i do eat meat also in india and i thought i could survive now what happened after i went there i will tell you during the show of course <laughs> okay so so were you excited can we say that you were excited at the opportunity yes, more than very, being concerned yes very very excited to be honest and yes it was a different uh, country and um, i was i would consider i was one of the lucky to get an opportunity to work in china i know a lot of people would have gone to china for vacation but i think working in china and staying in china for a few months uh, really gave me a lot of knowledge about the country and the people When you landed there what did what were your first impressions how did you feel stepping into the chinese uh, city so the city uh, where i landed or where i went for my work it's called wuxi it's basically on the eastern part of china very close to shanghai and my first impression was wow this is let's say a nice developed country there were freeways which were very nice for example the trains were uh, super fast and super clean and also the people were very friendly so my first impression was really it it looked like i have landed in one of the metropolitan cities in india or let's say in europe so you had a good first impression of the country it looked welcoming to you so how was it working over there how was the working atmosphere how did you make your way around the office yeah the the role which i was in and 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 i don't want to generalize actually that it the work culture looked to me pretty informal like it was summer when i went so it was the city where i went to it gets pretty hot so i could see people wearing shorts to office and um, also taking bicycle to office and so on 
and also the work culture was pretty informal in in that way however they are very hard working people general work culture in in china is very hard working and that's one thing which i realized when i went there that apart from the of course the technology and also the work force there people are really hard working and they really um, want to develop the country a lot is it is the life very fast paced uh, like how we have in the indian metros or a little bit laid back how we have in the us midwest cities yes it is it is comparable to an indian metro uh, because of let's say the number of people there and how crowded the uh, transportation gets and the streets get so life is quite fast paced however it's it's also in a way pretty convenient because uh, everything is very close to each other so in the city you have uh, shopping malls which are at at frequent locations um, also the public transport is very good uh, you have buses and you have the the super fast trains which i spoke about before so moving or getting from one place to the other was pretty easy uh, in that way so you did not did not need your own car to commute yeah um, i did not need a car and to be honest i think you can survive there if you work as an expat in that country without a car um, it is not a must the public transport is very very useful so they commute with buses trains yes. or buses and subways. trains mostly um, subway is there in many cities the city where i worked uh, did not have a subway back then but i know it is there now but back then there was no subway so basically it would be buses and uh, taxis the taxis are very common there mm-hmm. and uh, it's not very expensive to hire a taxi so that is also very widely used going from one point to the other people do have cars but i think like in india they only use it for recreation or uh, during the weekends uh, to get to work also because uh, my work location was a little outside the city buses were preferred more or or taxis for example coming to the communication part since you did not know the language how did you prepare yourself to speak to them does everyone speak english how did you manage that Yeah so at work most of the people know english what i learned from them is um english during those days again um is not such a common language when they learn in primary school middle school or high school but most of the people what they try to do is get their college degree from a country which is english speaking so either they go to uk they come to us and do their um college degree and masters degree from there so most of the people who work in in the company no english um they may not be very fluent with it but communicating at work was not a problem however if you go outside like if you meet normal people there there it's a, it's a bit of a challenge because um there a lot a lot of people do not understand english and their language the script also like an english speaking person like me cannot understand their script i had to literally carry a card in my pocket from the hotel uh, reception which said that uh, basically i'm lost this is the hotel address please help me how to get there <laughs> so that's that, an interesting bit of information yeah and and i know that this is not common so people who have gone there they know this that this is how you have to survive let's say in in, in a uh, city where uh, most of the population are not not tourists like if you go to shanghai of course many people know english but if you go to a city like wuxi where it's mostly local people uh, english is not very common also in buses so i had to go to to let's say a, a shopping mall and i'll tell you a story about shopping malls there when i had to go in buses i really had to count the number of stops so i to i used to see that 
tenth stop I have to get down. I have to literally count the stops because if I lose one stop, then I would not know where I will land <laughs> up. Yeah, then I have to use my cart basically to go there. Um, yeah, shopping malls. The the concept of mall is very different in China. At least what I felt. At least in India or in US, mall means there is a building, and inside the building you have shops. In China, what malls means it's it's an open air. open air market area which means there is a building of course but there are many buildings which are connected through pathways or which are connected through normal roads and these buildings are considered to be together a mall so it's basically open air there is there are shops starting from uh, they sell umbrellas to they sell toys to cookies you find everything uh, it's not really a mall where you go only to buy shoes and uh, dresses for example Oh, it's not the big shops that are there, but everybody who has something to sell has a shop there. Has a shop there, yes, yes. And the place where I was, uh, bargaining was very common. Yeah, you have to bargain oh. because, uh, as you can understand, these are not branded shops, right? These are shops from local people. So, and how you bargain without the language is also <laughs> is also very funny. Yeah. So what you have to do is basically. you the price of the item they'll put in a calculator and give it to you so you know from the calculator digits that this is the number they want you to pay then you start bargaining by by putting in a different number in the calculator so let's say if they put 100 <laughs> you put 80 and this is how the bargaining goes so there is no not a word being spoken there is no uh, let's say um, discussion on it is just by the calculator you decide what is the price you are going to pay wow this is very interesting to know yeah <laughs> Okay, coming back to working in the office, uh, how do you say is the office structured? Is it more hierarchy, hierarchical, or is it flat? Um, yes, it it is quite hierarchical. Yes, um, so there are some some I wouldn't call it traditions, but some interesting uh, things that they follow. So what I understood from them is when you go to an office party, like outside office, and you are raising a toast with your superior, then it's a good practice again not everybody follows it i didn't know it so i never followed it to be honest that uh, when you raise a toast your class should be at a lower level than your superior um it, it's some it's something which they happily do it's not like somebody forces you to do it but it's considered to be good yeah that's what i learned and also it, yeah as i said it is quite hierarchy based the work there uh, based i mean on on the topic of work I also would like to tell you a different kind different kinds of experience I had uh, when I traveled in China due to work. So of course Wuxi is a industrial uh, city so most of the population there works in either factories or offices. But due to work I had to go to some customer locations which were in a city for example that only has that industry or that company in that city. And there I figured out that also the other side is like india in in china like we have not so fast trains for the, for example there and there you would not be able to find anyone who speaks english and therefore somebody who is a vegetarian is quite difficult to survive because of the food that you get there also one more experience i had is um, i went for summer testing so summer testing is basically you test your product in a very hot environment and this is where we went to the western part of china so we went from east to west and basically we took all modes of transport i remember we drove then we took the flight then we took the bus i mean only the ship was missing because there was no <laughs> water body in between and uh, we went to a place called uh, turfan or turfan as they call it and what i was surprised is 
the people from that area are are let's say geographically and also demographically very different than the mainland china population so the food habits are very different between the eastern part and western part of china because the place which i am referring to tulfan is closer to the middle east the food there that you get is very close to them it's not close to chinese food what you get in mainland china simple things like the religion they follow that is different what they follow in that part of china and the interesting part was i remember there was one day and the temperature was uh, around 39 c and they said oh we can't do the test today i asked them why they said it's not hot enough there because of the desert the temperature really goes to 45 and 50 and that is why they choose this place for uh, summer testing of products wow and it was tough it was tough because that area is not so developed and they have only like motels small motels and there was one big hotel i remember during that time and uh, to get accommodation in that hotel was very tough so we had to stay in a motel and then we moved there uh, and on top of that whole day you have to test and it's like really really hot there so it was very uh, challenging Uh, the demography is of, of course very different it's like all deserts there and uh, one thing i want to mention is one day we went to a restaurant for dinner and we found they were playing uh, bollywood music yeah i was very surprised that of all the places in the world i would hear bollywood music in that part of china where it's like i was very surprised i don't know why they had access to that music or why they were playing it but that was quite surprising for me that's very interesting to know that i would have thought before this discussion that china is pretty homogeneous that they have the same kind of culture and people and traditions all throughout but it looks like because it's a big country they do have variation from the east and the west coming to the food habits do you, did you see a lot of restaurants in china serving different cuisines or whether predominantly chinese cuisine or there were shops like street food more common Yeah I would say it depends on the city. So if you go to a tourist city like Beijing or Shanghai, yes you would find all the cuisines, all the restaurants. But if you go to a city which is not so touristy, mostly you will find Chinese food. Street food is common. So when I went to the western part of China to Tulfan, there were many street food vendors and we used to have dinner from the street food vendors. Most of the restaurants in a small in a smaller city would be chinese like you would not find a mcdonalds like you find it in us or in india it's not so common in big cities yes it is common but in smaller cities you have to get used to the chinese food the good thing about the chinese restaurant is and i think everybody should do this uh, they always have a picture of the item next to the in, in the menu so when you order something you would at least know how it looks like and based on how it looks like it can be different uh, but you can um imagine like what would be the constituents of that because everything is written in chinese nothing is written in english one more thing is you don't get fork and knife anywhere you have to get used to chopsticks <laughs> i know you have mentioned that before yeah. to me i was about to ask you about that good you brought it up so people like i later i realized that if you had to let's say bring chopsticks you have to buy it and keep it with you and bring it to the restaurant the restaurants do not have not chopsticks i meant the fork and knife spoon um so i i had to learn it and i think it was good in a way that i was forced to learn how to eat with chopsticks and it's not as difficult as it looks like um, i think everybody can learn it if if they go to china it's not not a big deal so you carried your own cutlery any time no, you went no i got used to chopsticks so oh they give chopsticks but not any other cutlery not any other cutlery yeah yeah 
then how do you eat desserts the way you eat chinese food is um so sharing is very common in china i have not seen so much in us for example that you share food you order food and you share it for example here here portions are based on individual but in china sharing is very common and they have these tables where the center of the table can rotate so what you do is you bring the food together and you keep it at the center and everybody rotates that um, that uh, the middle of the table and uh, grabs food into their own bowl so they give you small bowls and then if the food is like a dessert or something which is very challenging to uh, to use chopsticks for the way to eat it is you just push it into your mouth you don't pick it up and put it into your mouth you just push it into your mouth from the bowl so it's oh, it's a okay. it's a nice way of eating then then you yeah then you don't need to be so flexible and and pick it up with the chopsticks i i had to learn the hard way when i went for an office dinner and they gave us peanuts and they gave us chopsticks so you can imagine <laughs> if you don't know how to use chopsticks and you directly try to grab a peanut what could happen so i think that was a that was a good practice and then i was used to eating with chopsticks Okay so we discussed a lot of things about your time working there and also outside of work we are almost at the end of our interview what did you feel at the end of the assignment i felt that my let's say my knowledge about china has increased a lot when i i was able to visualize how to work with a chinese counterparts that was a big improvement for me because nowadays every company has an office in china and the work culture there and how the people work there and uh, let's say what are their values what do they value and what do they cherish i think that helps to communicate with them better the language could be a challenge when you speak to uh, the chinese counterparts but if you know where are they coming from or what is their thought process i think that helps in the communication a lot and also the experience of staying in a place where you don't know the language you can't read the signs but you still have to work there i think that helped me a lot to grow as a person great words rup thank you so much for being with us and we'll see you next time thank, thank you, you.